Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the latest episode of Why Not Mint Money. I'm your host, Jash Kriplani. HNIs or high net worth investors now have one more investment option. Athena Alternative Investments has just launched an enhanced equity fund. In today's episode of Why Not Mint Money, I'm joined by Vineet Bagri, CEO of Athena Alternative Investments, to talk more about this fund. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hi Vineet, welcome to the latest episode of Why Not Mint Money. Vineet, we wanted to chat with you to understand the new fund that you guys are launching. What is it about? Can you take us through it? Yeah, sure, Josh. Thanks for having me over. The new fund that we have launched is called Athena Enhanced Equity Fund. It's basically a long-only equity fund where we also improve the returns of the underlying equity portfolio. by using options through a core and satellite approach so if i was to just uh, break up that uh, statement into two parts it is a long only fund so we essentially look at a bottoms up research we have a coverage list of about 120 odd companies from that we select our best ideas we make an allocation look at uh, what kind of levels we want to get into that uh, with all the fundamentals and uh, all the technicals that we want to look at and then we essentially make a list of what we want to buy and then we use option strategies to determine what is the price at which we can buy those stocks what is the price at which we would like to exit those stocks how are we looking at the stock position tactically in the short term and so on so essentially this is what we call a core and a satellite approach so the core approach essentially is the long only portfolio and the satellite approach is the use of options to basically improve the performance of this portfolio that's how this portfolio is constructed we expect basically this portfolio to have equity like returns but better than equity like returns because of the usage of options through the satellite process we expect to basically have an incremental income of about 6% a year on top of the returns from the equity portfolio in a year and that would translate to about 3% on a post tax post expense basis to the investor over and above the returns of the equity portfolio the way the portfolio is constructed it's that it benefits from the long term capital gain taxation for the core portfolio and the uh, the satellite portfolio which deals in equity ta- equity options etc is taxed at the marginal rate so the blended tax rate will come to anything between 20 to 25% and that's how the portfolio return could actually look more like a long only equity product rather than being a AIF which is taxed at business income so that's in a nutshell what we have launched and what we are trying to do so essentially there will be two portfolios right <clears throat> no no there will be only one portfolio the okay. portfolio is the long equity portfolio right the way it is managed is that it is managed in the fashion of a core and a satellite portfolio okay because the core portfolio is what we intend to hold for the long term so right. that it also gains from the benefit of long term capital gain taxation and the satellite portfolio is what will be basically doing equity options on the portfolio which will be 
offered for marginal taxation. What will be the split? How much will be core? How much will be the satellite portfolio? <clears throat> See, the the core and satellite, as I explained, Josh, is basically for the purpose of making it easier for investor to understand what is the philosophy. There is no real differentiation in the core and satellite portfolio. If you look at it in terms of percentages, how much capital do we want to allocate for the purpose of core and satellite? So let me answer it this way. Our core portfolio will be 100% equities. That's a 100% long portfolio. And the satellite portfolio will be doing equity derivatives on this 100% portfolio. So in theory, you will have a portfolio which will be 100% long equity and a portfolio which will have 100% options exposure by way of puts or calls or a mix of both. And this is how the portfolio will work. Now, when I run the portfolio physically, I will essentially do a split between a core and a satellite portfolio to the extent that maybe I will have 60-70% in core and maybe 30-40% in satellite. So that's really how the portfolio is devised. And can you tell us how this option strategy will work? Can you give some examples for the benefit of our listeners? So let's say, uh, let's take a stock, let's say Reliance Industry. It's at about 24-2500 rupees today. Let's say that our analysts come up with a buy price of uh, maybe uh, 2300 on Reliance. And uh, then essentially we will go and sell a put option on Reliance at 2300. And we will wait till the time that Reliance comes to 2300 or the price is actually improved by our analyst. And we will wait to buy that stock at that price. In the holding period, the cash that is not deployed will earn interest at whatever liquid fund rates. And we will also generate income by way of selling the puts. So we will basically get premium and that's the income that you make on the portfolio. So that's one way. The second way, let's say, look at Infosys at 1250, maybe it's a good buy. Our analysts have a target of maybe 1400. So we could buy Infosys in the cash market and we could sell calls on Infosys at 1400 in the options market. And we could run both of these simultaneously. So this is really how the core and satellite portfolio can be affected to make uh, gains by way of capital gains and then income by way of equity derivative. Right. Can you tell us a bit more about your core portfolio strategy? Where will the money be deployed? How will you manage that bit? Sure. <clears throat> so we've been running a strategy called Plutus Legacy in the RIA license, the Registered Investment Advisor license for a bit. And the philosophy essentially is the same. In fact, the fund manager of the fund uh, who is going to manage the core portfolio used to manage the legacy portfolio for the last three, four years. So essentially, if you look at the legacy portfolio, what is it that we are looking at? We are looking at leadership growth. We are looking at companies that are either number one or number two in their businesses, uh, which are non-cyclical linear type of businesses, which generate free cash flow which are uh, let's say uh, which are having good return ratios uh, good ROE healthy uh, uh, return ratios and that's essentially the filter that we generate to look at the kind of stocks that we want to buy essentially look that if you look at the nifty 200 and then you side strip out the cyclical businesses like uh, metals like real estate etc and then you start looking at what are more uh, uh, long-term themes which are more sustainable you will get a list of about 100 odd companies and that essentially becomes our universe and then we look at how much is the valuation what is trading at what multiple and so on and then we basically churn through that list basically right 
So you guys are benchmarked against Nifty 200 if I'm correct. Yes, we are benchmarking ourselves against Nifty 200 total return index because essentially this is a long only portfolio and uh, this is the appropriate benchmark for this portfolio. What kind of returns can investors expect given the benchmark is Nifty 200? What kind of Yeah, that's a very interesting question and uh, it's not a very popular answer but Look I think in reality the return expectations from large cap equity now have to get moderated and our view is that maybe you will get about 10-11% per annum on a 3 year uh, block basis essentially on the large cap equity returns it's it's going to be very tough to generate more than that in large cap equity i mean when you look at the say gdp growth rate about 6 6.5% look at about 5% inflation you're not going to beat the nominal rate in large cap equity you could have one year of 30% in two years of no performance or you could have 11% per year basically something like that so our expectation is that you will basically generate about 10 11% per annum of long term uh, equity capital uh, equity appreciation by way of price movement in uh, stocks uh, we expect to generate about 6% per annum in option premium and 1% in fixed income for the residual cash that you generate so that's a 18 gross handle our expenses are uh, very reasonable we basically priced ourselves at 1% fixed fee for less than 5 crores and 75 basis points fixed fee for greater than 5 crores there's no performance fee no catch up and uh, the expenses of the scheme are very modest at about 20 25 basis points so our expectation is that your net will come to about 17% give or take before taxes as i explained the taxation is expected to be about 25% blended and we expect to generate about 12% on a post tax post expense basis in the hands of the investor that's really what we are aiming for and what will be the lock in for this fund there is no lock in all the products that are uh, launched and that will be launched through athena alternate investments will have no lock in we provide liquidity on a monthly basis uh, uh, on the clearing thursday of the month the nav that is declared will be available for investors to redeem if they so choose to can you also uh, you know give us little more details just on how you guys will be looking at valuations of various investments when you are assessing your investments are you guys uh, going to have certain filters you know certain do's and don'ts that you guys are going to stick to yeah i think the don'ts are uh, actually easier to quantify i think the first don't is corporate governance you don't want to look at companies where you you are not clear about the corporate governance model you don't want to look at businesses which are extreme cyclical in nature you know metals are a good example uh you don't want to look at businesses which have too much of a regulatory uh interface because those businesses can get challenged very quickly with this background if you filter out companies and then you start looking at which companies you want to do you basically be left with the large banks large it companies the consumer companies and then you have many of these uh, what what i'd like to call jewels in several sectors now when you when you start building a portfolio i think it's important to look at the situation of the company in the sector that it operates so for example if you look at the paint sector there is only one market leader and that market leader commands a premium for being the market leader now 
you can look at the traditional growth p valuation multiple but it never works for these kind of companies so you have to really be more objective about it and you have to look at you know a range of valuation maybe in terms of the last 15 20 years and look at uh, what is the bottom range what is the top range at which it trades and where is it right now in the cycle some of these businesses are uh, best purchased when the when there's a lot of bad news for example about 6 months ago when uh, inflation was uh, still going high and you had oil prices at more than 100 dollars a barrel you had a great opportunity to buy some of these paint stocks but uh, now that inflation has come off and maybe you are seeing oil also below 80 dollars a barrel these companies will be able to flex their pricing power and get into you know better margins so that's one way to look at it but i guess it's not a straight line answer for every company i guess every company has its own peculiar nuance when it comes to looking at its valuation its business model and so on so we'll have to take it as it goes but uh, the answer really is that there is no one formula which works for all companies you know given the current market environment can you tell us what would you know be potentially the strategy of this fund if the money has to be deployed today or in the days to come yeah i think it's a it's not an easy environment uh, you know on one hand you have a very difficult global macro which which is uh, very unsettling in to say the least you know you have the war going on in ukraine you have all the issues related to american debt uh, the debt ceiling etc you have uh, tensions in china so the overall macro situation is not great if you look at the micro in india it's uh, complicated i think uh, that's the only way to put it the the drivers are good the tax collections are good digital payments are good tolls are good so the data at the ground level is okay actually it's not bad the issue really is that it is not translating into growth in the way in which we see it in terms of listed company performance so that's really the challenge and i don't know how to address this challenge maybe there is a price correction which could happen over time so we have to wait and watch there are some sectors where there are immediate uh, opportunities to invest like for example in the it sector in financial you could potentially make some allocations immediately in certain other sectors like consumer maybe you will wait for some time before you make uh, allocations you could potentially look at a lower entry point so it's not a straight line at this point of time i think maybe we will uh, go in at about 50% invested in 50% cash and then we'll build out over time sure we need Uh, thanks for joining us today on this episode of Why Not Mint Money and and you know telling us the different facets of this fund, the different aspects of this fund. Thanks for your time. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. If you liked this episode and would like to hear to more such interesting conversations, do log into our channel Why Not Mint Money on Spotify, where you'd always find me omnipresent. Also if you have any new ideas or suggestions you can dm me on twitter my twitter handle is at the rate jash kriplani that is j a s h k r i p l a n i you can always reach out to us over the email our email id is mintmoney@ratelymin.com This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.